This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slang. That's betterhelp.com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey Slayers, welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Stuff Doll Podcast. I am here with Latarsha Halton, the CEO of Halton's Love. She is a Be More Shorty, y'all. Um, but she's coming from Florida. She's she's sharing her journey with us from Florida, but she is a Merlin native. Okay. So welcome, Latasha. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I love this slaying self-doubt. Oh, you are so welcome. You know what? Initially, I didn't, I didn't hear, but as soon as you said having, I said, yeah, that's that. I can't tell that. That'd be more come right up out of you. <laughs> so, um, I'm excited about this conversation because you know what we do here is all about. Of course, it's all about self, slaying self doubt. But a part of that comes with like you know, self-love, which is what you are, um, what you are all about. And also just kind of overcoming transitions, transformations, all those things that comes along with slaying yourself doubt because you gotta, you gotta get to the other side of it. Right. So we're going to get into that, but first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Okay. I am a minister. Um, okay. Minister I mean- Halton, you should have told me that I would have <laughs> led with that, sis. <laughs> okay. I am I'm an author of a book called um, Breaking the Silence. Mm. And how Houghton's Love came about was um, I I was in a very toxic marriage mm. for a long time. And God delivered me from that marriage. And um, him and I, we we have brought a lot of baggage mm. to into that marriage. Yeah. And once I was able to get out on the other side, you know, I, my, me and my heart, my high school sweetheart reconciled after 30 years. He had oh, got, wow. I got married. We had went to 
He went, I went to his high school prom and I created Hartens Love. It's a 12 steps to self-love coaching program. Mm-hmm. Take you on a journey of 12 steps that I had to take myself in order to get to where I am today. Yeah, I love that. And I can't I can't wait to get into it. So on here, we know we talk about self-doubt. And so I'm sure through your journey, through all the things that you just like you say, like dealing with being in a toxic marriage, um, having to overcome that and get through the place where you are thriving to be able to get remarried you know um yeah. how has self-doubt showed up in your journey oh and i was gonna say and to create a coaching program and all of that stuff so how has self-doubt shown up in your journey i've always had self-doubt mm. because i did not know my worth come she <laughs> okay here come the medicine let's go <laughs> i lost my self-worth at the age of eight mm. and how i found out was i kept getting into toxic relationships Wow. And I kept saying, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> Not doing no self-reflection saying yeah. well, you are attracting these type of people to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, what's going on with me? And so I started going to therapy and she did a timeline and took me all the way back to when I was eight years old. Wow. I was sexually molested. Mm. And at that time in my life, I lost myself i didn't know my i didn't know my worth yeah i felt worthless i didn't have my mom with me my dad was raising me but i was always from place to place mm-hmm. house, grandmother's house cousin's house you know and so i didn't have i wasn't stable and when a child is growing up and they're not stable they don't have any stability yep. it causes insecurities mm. so i did not know my worth and so it caused a lot of self-doubt. I never trusted myself. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm I didn't make good decisions for myself. Yeah. I did not trust who I was on the inside to say, mm, that's not a good, that's not a good idea. Yeah. No. And you know, a lot of times when we, when I started this journey, um, that's, that's the biggest part about this journey is being able to tell the truth about yourself. Right. Although I, I tell all my clients when they first start with me before I'm like, if you're going to commit to this process, I got, I have a disclaimer. The disclaimer is this is about you. It's not about nobody else. Even if other people attribute it to where you are, even if other people, um, call some of the things whatever the situation your healing starts with you it has nothing to do with everybody else so it's not about your mama your daddy your auntie your cousin your baby father your husband your kids this is a when you with me it's me and you so if you're gonna point the finger at everybody else i can't help you like and i i have to be able to say that because a lot of times like just like you said what's wrong with you why are you like this why are we where it's easier for us to look at somebody else and say oh you gotta fix this or you gotta do it it's hard to do the inner work on yourself to be able to really figure out what it is that's going on with me. And I love the fact that you said you went to therapy because Jesus and therapy, I, I advocate that all the time because yeah. a lot of times we have to go, we have to look at our history in order to go forward, right? And you can't just say, oh, we we weren't born at 
25 or at 40 or at whatever, you know, wherever you said, okay, this is what God has for me. Now I'm going to go forward. You have to remember what, who you were before that, figure out how did that come? Because just like you said earlier, you bring that with you and those habits, those traits, those things, those generational cycles, curses, choices, all of those things that had absolutely nothing to do with you still come with you. And you have to be willing to do the work to say, Okay, how do I how do I make better decisions for me, not for other people, but for me? Um, and so I, I I understand that. And and then you said not being able to trust yourself, right? Like that is a huge thing about slaying self-doubt, is that really we don't trust ourselves. That's what the doubt is. The doubt is the fact that we don't believe what we are telling ourselves. We don't believe what God is saying. We don't believe that we know the truth about whatever the thing is. Because somewhere along the line, right, what we knew to be true, somebody said it wasn't, right? They put that doubt in our head and said, no, that's not what, that's not what you were feeling. That's not what really happened. That's not whatever. And so then you start, like you said, you start to question yourself in every single thing. And then it becomes so big that you do it every, all the time, everywhere that you are. And so it's like re, rewiring, I guess, your brain to be able to say like, no, let me, let me do this differently. And so how how was that process of having to get to that place when you like had to tell the truth about yourself and where you are to to get to where you're going or where you were going? Because, yeah. Mm, yeah. So you you said a lot. I know. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you're on fire. <laughs> so I want to break down some of the things that you shared. Because it's so important to tap into these things. Mm -hmm. When you go back, a lot of people don't want to go back because they don't want to face that pain. Yeah. Because the pain is is hurtful. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go, if you want to get to the other side of that pain, you got to go back and face it head on. Absolutely. You got to face those fears. And so for me going back, it was very painful for me, but I had to make a decision that I wanted to break those generational curses. And I'm so glad you said that mm-hmm. a lot of times we carry those labels mm-hmm. of what we've been given as kids. Yep. And we continue to take it from generation to generation to generation. But when you make a decision to self-reflect yeah. and work on that inner being, because God loves us. Mm-hmm. It's about once I found my true identity in Christ, girl, it wasn't nothing nobody could tell me. Listen. <laughs> nothing nobody could tell me because that's where I got my confidence when I found out who I belonged to. Yeah, yeah. So my parents, I couldn't hold them hostage and um, had them unforgiving them. You know, I was being sexually abused by my biological father. Mm. And people have a hard time with forgiving, but I had to, when I made a decision to do self-reflection, I was making a decision to reclaim my own power. Yes. Reclaiming my power was for me to forgive my father, to forgive my mother for not being there, Mm -hmm. holding them hostage and release them. I had to let them go. Yeah. Not continue to hold them back because it was holding me back. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get confident by holding on to bitterness towards them. Yeah. And so how I started working through that, 
I started going through and breaking, taking down all those bricks of layers mm. that built up by learning to love myself. Yeah. God talks about loving your neighbors. Mm-hmm. But in order for you to love your neighbor, you have got to love yourself first. First. You will never be able to pull from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that your cup is full. All the time. You can't go around trying to preach and teach and you not doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So once I learned, I started breaking a generational curse by first putting myself first. Learning how to love myself first, mm-hmm. learning how to forgive and let go of the past. Not that I will forget the things that has happened to me, yeah. but will no longer have control over me. I will not live in that victim state. Mm-hmm. I will now walk victorious. You know? Yeah, oh, I, I know. Victorious, thriving. Yeah. Because people don't understand how to get from the dark place over to the other side of that pain. Yeah. And so I started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. He started giving me assignments like, I want you to learn how to go out to dinner with yourself. And I said, wow, I never thought of that. Like, <laughs> right. But when I started going, I started enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started going to the movies by myself. I started writing down I had to write down all the voices that I was hearing in my head. Mm, mm, mm. The voices that I was hearing was, you're stupid. Mm. You're not smart enough. You're not beautiful enough. Mm. You don't have what it takes. You're not enough. Mm. You can't do that. These are the voices that I kept replaying over and over and over in my head. Yeah. Well, I didn't even realize it until she started having me to write it down. Yeah. You see it on black and white in front of your face. You're like, wow. Then she asked me to do another assignment. She said, write down reason. Tell me what you love about yourself. Mm. I could only write two things down. Two things. Mm. And it was about other people. Come on. Listen. This so this is a, a mix between a sermon and a therapy session. I want y'all to know that. Okay. So y'all listen, I whenever I keep trying to tell y'all, God assigns the people to come on this show to be able to share because the reality of the matter is is that in order for us to make real change in our own lives, like we have to be able to have these conversations, no matter how hard they may be, right? I always am, you know grateful when people come and share their stories right because i'm like you have to i know how hard it is for me to have to say you know my whatever my traumatic thing is for me on a constant basis right but that's our story and you know they you know it's our testimony and it's a part to be able to help other people to be able to see that they're not by themselves right so as always like thank you for sharing your story thank you for you know breaking your silence and coming on the slant of doubt show and telling people how it is but i think the importance of doing that is just like you said like you have to get through and people don't want to go through right they want to go over they want to go over under they want to go around and the the healing is in the through 
Like, because once you do that, that's not to say that nothing else will ever happen to you. But once you're able to go through the hardest thing you can think of, the next thing that comes at you be like, nah, if I could get through that, <laughs> this is light work, right? And like you said, like being able to do things that um, just doesn't seem normal. Just some of my air quotes, right? Like what does it? So when you were saying like, she basically get their therapist basically told you to get to know yourself all over again. The biggest problem that most of us have, specifically women and black women at that is to be still because we so used to being busy and doing a whole bunch of stuff. And if I have to actually sit with myself and be able to figure out what do I like about myself? What don't I like? What's the truth about? Like just the 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 assignment of having to say, what are the voices that I'm hearing, right? I was sitting here thinking to myself, oh, if I had to write that down, I don't know what, what would come out, right? If I had to be truthful about what that is, but that is where your healing is in. Your healing is in being able to say the whole truth and nothing but the truth because then you'll be able to look at it and say, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. that is the 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 power in doing the work. And so what did you realize? What, what were some of the lies that you were telling yourself? And yeah, what were some of the lies you were telling yourself? Mm-mm. So a lot of the lies I was telling myself was I was never good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it caused me to settle for less. Mm. Why? It caused me to settle for less a lot. Yeah. Uh, another thing was you can't do that. You're not enough. You know, you're not smart enough. Comparison. Mm-hmm. Comparing myself to other people and where they are on their journey in life. Me- trying to measure up to something that I don't need to measure up to anybody. Yeah. Because I'm on my own journey. Come on. You know, um, always. um just doubting myself. Mm -hmm. I was never able to, that's why I love when I saw self-doubt because it resonated with me on so many levels of my life, you know? And and the more that I continue to tell myself these things, you know, and and when I started seeing it on paper, I said, this is why I have been stuck. Mm. So I had, so my therapist asked me, she said, what are you feeding your soul? And I said, feeding my soul. I said, I can't answer that right now. And so it wasn't until one day I was driving down the road. And as I was driving down the road, I looked through the rear view mirror and I just looked back. And I said, I have not been feeding my soul nothing but lies. Mm. Listening to the lies that's been replaying repeatedly over and over. I said, now, how do I stop this? Because I am tired. Mm. I could drive for two hours with no music and just listen to the lies over and over and over playing in my head. Mm. It took me almost an hour and a half to get from Baltimore to Pennsylvania to my therapist because she's the only person that I found that I was able to connect with and I was committed to. And I went to her for eight years straight. Mm. Eight years. So once the commitment. the commitment. I, yeah. was, I was ready. Mm. I had to invest in myself. I had to pay for therapy and I had to drive there. Mm. So that was an investment for me. Yeah. Yeah. But that investment got me where I am today. Yeah. So I always tell people bet on yourself. 
Mm. Invest in yourself. You know, my spiritual mother used to always say, you got to invest in yourself. Yeah. Invest in yourself, you know? And so as I was going through listening to the lies, how she helped me to reverse it was I had to replace it with something. Mm. And so what I did was I went to the scriptures. I went to God's truth. Yeah. That is the truth, right? Yeah. Yeah. As I'm listening to the truth, God started saying, you are more than a conqueror. Mm-hmm. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yeah. You are born beautifully and wonderfully made. Yeah. I put you together in your mother's womb. So the more that I started replacing God's word with the enemy's lies, yeah. it overpowered that stuff. And so I don't no longer listen to the lies because I now walk in my truth. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't do anything else, like people will say, oh, my God, you know, how was you able to tell people about your experience? Um, You know, your father and, you know, conceiving a son and, you know, all of this stuff. And I said, baby, I used to worry about what other people think. Hmm. Girl, I that's the sweat off my back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your opinions means nothing to me. Yeah. Because where I am today, looking back from where I came from, I know there's a God yeah. shining down on me. And I don't have to worry about your opinions and how you think because we all got our own baggage. Yep. Everybody got their mess. Has their own story. Yep. And your story may not be my story, but your story is your story. Mm-hmm. And I walk in my truth. And then free that free. Yeah. So so once you walk in your truth, people can't whisper and gossip about you. It don't matter. Walked in your truth, you putting it out there for them. Here, it, this is what it is. Right. If you, and that's and, why I live my life transparent. Yeah. I live transparent. And not that you gotta tell everything about you or everything, you know, but I just put it out there. I mm-hmm. put it in my book, I put it out there. I and, just let it be who I am. And the thing about it is, is that I love what you said because with the, the fact that we have our own story and the truth of the matter is that God already knew he already knew that because oh, he knew he knows your end right and as long as we're still here I say we still have work to do you know we when that the panorama happened and all of those people lost their lives in the midst of that I kept saying if I'm still here I have work to do I still have an assignment God has said this is what you're going to do so as long as I am I have to tell my story I have to share because there's somebody who's waiting for me to open my mouth there's somebody who's waiting for me to tell my story right and the same thing for you like you have to keep sharing your story because no it's not mine but I can guarantee you because the same thing happens to me the amount of people that come up to you after you speaking to say you know what that was me 50 years ago. That was me 10 years ago. That was me yesterday. We don't know because you're looking at people and you just assuming because everything looked fine. You don't know what's really going on. We're giving people surface all, all day long. You don't yeah. know that somebody that your battle that you have thrived through and that you have overcame is someone's current struggle. That's the reason why we have to keep sharing. That's the reason why you hear the same thing over and over again. But that's also the reason why. God's word is forever true. No matter whether when it's read today or read a hundred years from now, there's going to be another woman who's going to be able to look at that and be like, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't change. It like, and so the fact that you're doing this is I, I just commend you, right? Because anybody who is brave enough to share their story, because that's what I think the biggest part of is like we we see bravery and you know, it's like of course, like firefighters and police officers brave, doctors are brave, you know, like stuff like that. But it's also bravery in telling your truth. Because there are a lot of people who are worried about what people are going to say. I always say that when I started this journey, when I had to write down, like, what was I really afraid of? One of the things was that that people were going to think that I'm lying or or that, you know, the people who knew me back then were going to bring up my past and be like, but this ain't 98, but, you know, and it's like, but I, I can't, I can't, guess what? I can't do nothing else about that. But if I beat you to it though, <laughs> then you ain't got nothing on me anyway, right? So I just share when the Lord tells me to share and the rest is, it'll work itself out because we all have a past. We all have mess. We all are going through and we're all surviving whatever it is that is this put on us. Like we all are playing the, the, the hand that we would dealt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. So what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? I learned that from my trauma, because I had never addressed or healed from my past trauma, mm-hmm. I always needed people's approval. Mm. I always needed people's approval. Always. And I just felt like I needed justification from other people. Yeah. Like I needed to feel that and I would get annoyed, you know, all the time because people always have their opinions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They all, they're so opinionated. And we sit there and we fall right into their opinions. Mm-hmm. Their opinions is their opinions. People give you their opinion based on their upbringing, yep. their past, their trauma. Mm-hmm. So they're preaching from a place of hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. A person can only help you as far as they have been healed. Yeah. Oof. That is it. They can only bring you to a place that they've been healed. So they cannot bring you to a place wh- where you're going. Yeah. So it, I needed to get healing for myself. Mm. I needed to start trusting the God on the inside of me. Yeah. I needed trust in the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me in everything that I was doing. So once I was able to get that confidence, I didn't need other people's approval. Mm. I didn't need their approval because I know where God is taking me. I know where he is leading me. Yeah. Sometimes you do. Hey, I need some guidance on this. I'm trying to do this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? You want to to, to work with people that have arrived of where you are. Mm -hmm. Because if you're trying to be with a person that's at the same pace that you're going, you ain't going nowhere. There's no growth. There's no growth. Y'all will be sitting around in circles, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But if you go to a person that has already arrived from where you are, right? And you try to get up there to that place. Hey, help me. How Mm -hmm. can I get to this place? You know, but I just kept continuing having these people in my ear going, wham, wham, wham. wham." (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't helping me. It was just listening to their opinions and listening to their hurt, their pain. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it wasn't until, like I said, I had to start on my own self-healing journey. 
And once I started on that journey and God started putting the right people in my space, mm. kept sending the right people on my, and, and, and you know what I call them? I call them, um, fine escorts. Mm, divine. Ooh, yeah. Divine escorts because God will put the right people in your path to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's up to us to be able to receive the divine escorts that God placed in your life. Yeah. Because if you at a place where you are self-doubting and if you at a place where you are not healing, you can look at this person and you can sabotage them mm-hmm. because this person is sent to your life for a divine purpose. And if you can't receive them, they can brush the dust off of their feet and keep moving if yeah. you're already in a place to receive them. Yeah, That's why it's important for us to heal so that we can get to that place to be able to receive when God put those divine connections in our lives. Yeah, no, that is so, I I, I love that divine connections. And I, I, as you were saying, I was thinking about different people in my life that have shown up at, it seems random, right? Um, but it was for a purpose. It was intentional. I say I'm a firm believer that nothing happens by accident. Even when things, it don't seem like it make no sense right now. Like later on, you're gonna be like, oh, I see why that had to happen then. Why I needed to be in that place. Why I needed to. While while I was there in that space, because I needed to meet that person. I needed to be in relationship with this person because had it happened any other time would have never even met them would have never even they wouldn't know me I wouldn't know them um I think the other thing one of the things that you said about um oh man now I forget (laughs) one of the things that you were saying about um oh like when people are coming into your life um and the whole like validation thing I struggle with that a little bit especially at the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey because I was unsure right because I was struggling with the self-doubt of like God did you really call me to do this and so when someone would give me an idea when someone was like oh you know because like you said people have opinions people got all these ideas of what you should do for your thing but they don't but that's not God's calling on your life right and so I found myself doing all these different things like, oh, I should try this. Oh, I should try that. Oh, I should. And it would be like, okay. Or if I did hear something from God and I would say, hey, what do you think about this? If somebody said, uh, you know what? You should take out that last. I would be like, well, maybe I shouldn't do. I just rethink the whole thing. And eventually I got to a place where I was like, there's a difference between feedback and what you were saying, like validation, right? I wanted to feel validated in like, this is what I'm doing. This is right. Okay. These people are, but everybody doesn't see the same thing and we're not called to the same people. And so if you're saying one thing that may work for you, that may not work for me. And I have to be okay with saying, Hey, can you just proofread this? That's one thing, right? But I ain't asking you to rewrite the whole thing. I ain't asking you to change my idea but is this, does this make, does this sound right? Is this, can I get your feedback? Because restaurants get feedback. That don't mean they change their menu. Like we need people and we need community so that you don't want everybody around you being like, yes, girl. Yes. Like just keep going. You need somebody that's going to give you constructive feedback to be able to say, okay, you know, everything is misspelled in here. Like you can send it if you want, but it's not going to make any sense. You know what I'm saying? But I think I I love that, like knowing that, like you have to be able to know that 
that's not going to sustain you. Like validation isn't going to sustain the vision. It's not going to sustain the purpose because validation changes depending on who you talk to. Like you said, it's only based on their level of healing, where they have been healed, what, what, where they operating out of. And so because of that, it puts you in this place where like, depending on who you ask, you might be all jacked up, right? And so okay. one of the questions I was going to ask, which I know is going to go into the... um talking about all things Halton's love is I know people are listening and they are like, that sound good, Latasha. Like I hear you. I've had my own struggles, this and other, but what, what exactly am I supposed to do? Because I've tried therapy. I've tried reading the Bible. I've tried doing this. I try to, what I hear people saying, doing the inner work. I don't know what that looks like. What, what is that? What are the 12 steps? How, how, like practically, how do you tell people, how do you walk through that, that journey? Okay. I'm glad you asked that question. So walking through that journey is trying to not trying, but I'm, because I want to rephrase that being able to find your identity in Christ, Mm. being able to find your identity in Christ a lot of people have their doubts. I hear people saying, you know, they need to do crystals. They believe in energies and they burn in sage and stuff like that. That cannot save you. Mm. That cannot change your life. Jesus can. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice of Jesus for us, right? Yeah. And I know that people have different beliefs. And if somebody ever open, please holler because I was that person, you know, but It wasn't until I found my identity in Christ that God designed me just the way that I am, Mm. that he created me in his own image Mm -hmm. and that I have my spirit, which is connected to God. And then I have my soul and my flesh. Yeah. So I had to learn how to train my soul and my flesh to get in alignment Mm. with it so that I could connect with God even more. Mm. You can read the Bible, reading the Bible, it is it, it's, it's you're seeking God. Mm-hmm. You're seeking God. But once you God says that once you um seek me and find me with all your soul, your might, everything in you, he will be found by you, right? And so when you're found by him, that is when you can start because you're you're drinking baby milk by reading the scriptures. Mm-hmm taking that relationship deeper with God, then you start to have encounters with God. Mm, mm -hmm. When you start having encounters with God, you start hearing God more vividly, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Once you hear God's voice, you're going to always know that voice. Yeah. That is is true. And you hear that voice says, turn to the right. You're going to know that was God saying and turn to right. You're going to have to just trust. Mm. That's what faith is, right? Yeah. Not by what's seen. Yeah. But what's unseen, you yeah. got to trust. And so I was going on this journey. I said, well, I need to learn how to hear God's voice and understand what is what, where God is telling me so that I can understand the divine connections that God has put. Because everybody is not our assignment. Mm-hmm. So we get caught up trying to take care of everybody else and not doing the inner work. Yeah. In order for God to use you in a powerful way that you want to be used, you've got to do the inner work. Mm-hmm. 
So how can he use you to help somebody else if that inner work is not done? Yeah, that's so true. God is going to provide you with everything you need, but he is not going to do the work for you. Hmm. You have got to do the work, right? A man faith without works is dead. I mean, that's what it says. Right. You can have that's all the faith, but if you do not move, nothing, exactly. nothing comes. And so you have to make sure that you do the inner work. Mm-hmm. Doing the inner work, you have to learn what are the things that I love about myself. Yeah. Write those things out. Write down the voices that you hear playing over and over in your head and replace them. Mm -hmm. So when I say I am stupid, God says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I can do anything that I put my mind to doing. I can do it. Yeah. We look at these big, large corporations. Who is to say that you can't own the same corporation? If you put your mind to it, God will give you the divine connections to get it. Yeah. You have to manifest it by speaking it. This mm-hmm. is what I want. Go find yourself a building. If that's what you want, go walk around that building and pray and say, this is going to be my building. Yes, God. Start praying about it. And you don't mm-hmm. have to pray for days and years and all of these things. You've got to start moving forward. Mm-hmm. Stay in that leap of faith and not just praying. Praying is not going to get you nothing by staying on your knees praying. You got to take action. Yes. Yep. You yep. To move into that purpose of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And once you start doing those things and replacing those self doubts, and replacing them with what God says, the truths about who you really are. And then the biggest thing that I tell everybody, forgiveness. Mm. Forgiveness, you have to forgive. Forgiveness is not for you. I mean, for the other person. Yeah. Forgiveness is for you. Again, forgiveness is not for the other person. Mm-hmm. It is for you. Because if you don't forgive, your bones will rot. Mm. Forgiveness is you got to release those people. You sitting up there trying to hold those people in bondage. It's like witchcraft. Yeah. Up there holding this person and don't want to release them. Yeah. And they're going on live their life. Whatever they're going to do, they're going to live their life. And you over here. All, all tied up in knots and then wondering why they not what... peace. we look at people we look at witches like oh they have this motion potion right mm-hmm. and the motion potion they sitting up there and um yeah i don't um we look at them like they they doing witchcraft but you're doing the same thing if mm-hmm. you hold this person hostage and in bondage mm-hmm. and wanting to release them because you're wishing ill on this person hmm you're wishing ill on them. And while you're doing that, you're cursing yourself. Mm. You're cursing yourself. You're not, you're going to stay stuck. You're going to mm-hmm. stay stagnated because you won't release that person. Not only are you cursing yourself, but you're also cursing yourself physically. You mm. see people walking around with cancer. I yep. bet you nine times out of 10, you sit down and you talk to this person with cancer and you say, have you had anybody that you haven't forgiven? They're going to probably mention one person. And then next thing you know, it's going to be a whole trail. Mm -hmm. A little bit of yeast makes a whole batch. So if you're bitter with one person, you're going to have a whole trail of people that you need to forgive. Yeah. A whole trail. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to do the forgiveness 
peace. And if the person would just listen to me and follow these steps, I can almost guarantee you they going to be thriving. People are going to be, be able to see a ray of sunshine over their face. Even in the midst of your storms, mm-hmm. you're still going to have that glow and happiness and peace over your life by releasing and forgiving those people that you've been holding in bondage. It, it messes with you mentally, physically, and spiritually. It hinders your life. I... That agree. Listen, I was one of them people that would be like, and I've shared this on the you know on the show before. They're like, I had a list, right? Like you wrong, like and a lot of people wear unforgiveness as a badge of honor, right? Like, oh, once you make it to my list, you ain't getting off. And I remember being in this place of like, I had like twenty people on the list, and there were situations where like I would be like. I don't even know why I don't fool with them. Like, I can't even remember. I just know whatever it is, I just, I don't, right? So in, but to your point, right? We have this thing. And then one of the, one of the persons like, like, I want to say like 20 years had gone by and I seen them and immediately I could feel it in my body. Like we don't like her. Right. And it was just kind of like, but why we don't like her? Like I couldn't, my brain couldn't write, but my body felt it. And so when you're saying like, so think of what I'm holding on to. She don't know. She didn't even know that. (laughs) She didn't even know that I didn't fool with her or I didn't like her or whatever the thing was. And I remember being in small group and I was telling them about, and this is around the time all of this stuff is happening where God is shifting in me and me doing my own inner work and my, my healing journey. And I was like, I guess I got to let this go, right? And I remember reading this book from uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Don't Settle for Safe. And in the book, she has like this forgiveness prayer. And so in it, she says, you know, rewrite it and put the names of the people in it, right? And so you had to, you know, it was like spaces. So I had to rewrite it. And because at that point, I didn't know how, right? I didn't even know, like, what does it mean? It sounds good. Like you say, just forgive. But that was something I was able, I read them all. And I, I had, like I said, I had a list. So I read them like three times. And then I was like, Lord changed my heart, right? And I ripped them up and threw them away and was like, okay, I'm done with it, right? Some of Some of them were stuff that was like, I don't even know why. So it went away. Other people I had to have actual conversations with to be able to say like, you hurt me, right? And this is the reason why I feel this way. And I've been holding on to this because I haven't shared the X, Y, and Z happen, right? And so everybody's forgiveness journey is going to look different. But what you say was at the end of it, the freeness, the freedom that you feel to not hold on to that. Even Nobody's saying that you have to be in relationship with people. Nobody's saying these people that, that wronged you or hurt you, they, they, that you trust them again and they're back in close relationship with you. We're not saying that, but what I, what you're able to do is you're able to move on with your life and do whatever it is that God is calling you to do without any barriers. Right. Because God calls us to forgive. And if he forgives us, imagine if he held on to all the stuff that we didn't done. I always, that that's the thing that I remember now. Like, you know how many times I've had to ask Lord, the Lord, <laughs> I know yesterday I said it was the last time. <laughs> I'm right back here today. I'm asking you to forgive me again. 
if you can imagine that and if you say no i'm holding on to it the, the blessings that we wouldn't be he blesses us even even more even when we're not doing the right thing right even when we're not forgiven and so i i definitely agree wholeheartedly with you that unforgiveness is it is a it keeps you in bondage right and it, it keeps you shackled up for what it is that you need to do and on top of that if you are you said it earlier like if you are not doing what you're supposed to do the people who are assigned to you they're not going to get you because then you're going to be inauthentic then you're not going to be real then they people be able to see they see through all of that we we see through all of that stuff there's people out here that got discernment like yeah i hear what you're saying but you ain't you ain't living what you're talking you ain't that's when you see the people doing serving then they nasty and then you say oh oh okay i see how you really act right so you have to you have to walk in whatever it is that god is calling you to do and that includes forgiving which is a struggle for clearly a lot of people <laughs> yeah yeah and it, and it, you know it's so sad because you know you have these aunts you know that you look at them and they never been married mm -hmm. or they've been married and divorced and they just miserable and angry and lash out at you for just no reason none whatsoever I remember being a little girl in church and the ladies with the ushers they were so mean <laughs> why I, is it always the ushers <laughs> they used to be so mean don't sit there that's the deacon seat don't sit there sit out back over here do this do that you know and it's like just, they own a joint <laughs> exactly but it's it's that inner it's that inner it's that mm -hmm. inner mm -hmm. you know and that's why it's so important to heal mm -hmm. we gotta heal we gotta release it yeah at a conference last um last saturday called release it was it's your time to shine but the theme was release the baggage mm. the way that god worked in that conference i'm getting ready to, i had it in florida in tampa florida but i'm getting ready to take it to baltimore because so many people need to release the yeah baggage. Yes. Releasing the baggage. I don't want people walking around in 2023 the same way they were in 2022. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's time for change. It's time for healing. Because if one person heals, 10 more people going to heal from that one person. Yep. 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 You know? and so it's so important. Yeah. Like, do we have to forgive? We got to release it. Mm hmm how to release it so in my workbook i teach how after when you forgive you gotta release it you gotta let it go mm -hmm. you gotta let it go you can't hold on to it you can't say i forgive you today and then to the, um a week later you it's a daily decision a daily decision to forgive yep and after i teach on the forgiveness i have you writing letters Write the person a letter, even if you don't give it to them, to get it all out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Call those people up, up. Let them know that situation that happened between me and you. I release you. I'm so sorry. We're all beggars at the table, licking our paws, asking God for forgiveness. Yes. Yep. Daily basis. The same way that person hurt you is the same way you hurt somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I can almost guarantee you it's probably in the same form, too pretty much like, oh, i don't like her she was talking about me she slandered me how many times have you talked about somebody and slandered somebody how many how times have you made with your husband in the bed and you did pillow talk and you telling somebody business hmm. how many times have you 
you know, like maliciously because this person ticked you off, told another person. And now that causes dissension between those two people. Yep. Come, yep. On Come on now. But we you, but we, we, that. we like to dress it up to make it seem like, now nah, it's not the same thing. It ain't the same thing. It's the same thing. Sis. It's you the same thing. Apologize <laughs> and keep it moving. But the biggest thing is forgiving yourself. Mm. So many people, that was the hardest thing for me to be able to do was forgive myself. I did not know how to forgive myself. That was the hardest part for me. Mm. That's and real. And I tell you, I had did all this healing, but I still live with guilt. Mm. And I still live with shame because I did not release myself. Mm. So it took me years to be able to get to that place. I was talking to my daughter and I would say, yeah, Autumn, I remember this happened and I'm just so sorry. And she said, Ma, you didn't did all this work and all this healing, but you ain't forgive yourself. Mm. She said, I've been forgave you a long time ago. She said, you are the best mom. And all I could do was cry. She said, Mm. I just want to be like you. Mm. you're the most forgiving woman I know she said but you didn't forgive yourself and I I just I just wept Mm. and so I had to pray to release myself it's so easy for us to be gracious towards other people you give other people grace yeah you gotta give yourself grace because if you don't give yourself grace you're still judging yourself Mm -hmm. I said who are you to judge somebody else's servant Mm. and you are one of his servants So you can exclude yourself. So the same amount of grace that we extend to other people, we have to do it for ourselves. When I'm feeling overwhelmed, I have to say, you know what? This is hard for me right now. I'm going to have to start this over tomorrow. I give (laughs) that grace to step away from it. That's real. That is real. Give yourself. Yeah. You got to forgive yourself. You got to say, you know what? God has forgiven me. Who am I? To feel like I can't forgive myself. I'm not doing that to myself. I'm not torturing mm-hmm. myself. I'm not living with this guilt. I said no and no means no. And I'm done with it. Yeah. Well, like that's it. That's you it. Know? And that's how I, I, you know, I have a business and I had to fire a staff and that thing guilted me out. And I'm like, stop doing this to yourself, Latasha. I'm talking to myself. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, stop it. Yeah. It's okay. She did not do her part. And so because she did not do her part, you let her go. And that's okay. Yeah. And on top of that, people fire themselves. Like you said, people fire themselves. They don't have nothing to do. But even to that point, that goes back to the forgiveness part of that. You you can put yourself in bondage by not forgiving you. Right. By not letting it go. And again, like you said, when you heal, you heal the people around you. And a lot of times we think of, um, the people over there, right? And y'all can't see me, but I'm pointing over there. But it's the people in your household that watch you, your yeah. children, right? And so yeah. I know you yeah. when you said that about your daughter, and I know you said you have a son, like the 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 your children around, like the ones that are right there, like my kids see, my kids see the when I say, you know what, you're right. I didn't do that right. I apologize. I'm gonna make an adjustment. We have conversations. I'm able to be able to tell them this is the reason why. 
I do what I do so that when you become, I, you know, when you become a young man and you're in your own relationship or you're in your friendships or whatever the case may be, that you know how to handle yourself. I'm, my job is to raise you to be whole adults. I can't forget about the spiritual part, the emotional part. It can't just be physical and mental and, you know, your education. It has to be, I need you to be whole. That's my, that, that is what I am called to do. So you can be a productive person in society, but that means that I have to be the example for you. You have to watch me walk this thing out. Right. And so a lot of times we think, oh, maybe this is for these other people. It's the people that see you every day. Right. It's the people that see you every day who are watching you walk through your journey and say, like your daughter said, I want to be like you. And that's even with us knowing our whole truth. Right. We the stuff that they don't even know that we like. You sure you want to be like me? <laughs> right. Right. But that's uh, that's that's the proof in you doing the work. That is the proof in you doing the work. Um, right. Latasha, this was an amazing conversation. I th- thank you so much for joining us today. How can people get connected with you? How can they get your services? Where can they find you? They can go to my website, www.latarshahoughton.com. They can follow me on at Houghton's Love on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as Latarsha Houghton. Okay. And I also have a private Facebook group. It's called um, Break, um, Breaking the Silence, dot, 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 Healing the Pain. Well, y'all already know. It's going to be in the show notes so that y'all can get connected because she already telling y'all we need to break the silence. We need to release. Okay. We need to heal. This is, this is a part of the doing y'all. We talk all the time. You know, better, you do better. I've been saying lately over the past couple of months, it's about the doing. The doing is the hardest part. And so here we are, God connected us together to tell you this is a part of the doing. And we ain't telling you it's not going to be hard. But the reward in the end is better than where you are right now. I can guarantee you that a hundred percent. And I'm sure Latarsha can tell you the same thing. Like it's better on the other side of the doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you. I thank you again for sharing your story. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.